Well, Kovalika, I think you needed to be more blind in one eye, not uh, be have too good a sight in the other to, uh, to miss his performance last week in the Epsom. We know the pace really backed off early and then Nugget uh, over-raced and ended up putting some pressure on the leader and that probably cost him victory, uh, Golden Mile. But Redina box seated, uh, go, uh, who won the race. But Cathy O'Hara, as we know, with a featherweight and Golden Mile led ran third. The horse that came from well back in the pack was Kovalika to run second there as a $10 chance for Joe Marrera. Neville Morgan's got every reason to be excited about him. Good morning, Neville. Uh, hi, Steve. He couldn't have gone any better, really. Well, he could have won, uh, but um, it uh, was an encouraging run, yeah. Particularly, you know, when you watch the early stages, they all bunched up and he appeared to go a bit keen, didn't he, Kovalika, in the early stages? Well, he's developed uh, just the last couple of uh, runs He's developed a, a habit of uh, he's ha he's developed a habit of missing the kick, or just being slow away, just one step away. And uh, Joe was of the view that uh, had he been able to step, he would have been probably a pair or two pairs closer, which would have made his job a lot easier, given that the way the pace was run, the, the way the race was won run early. So uh, that was a bit disappointing for us. But anyway. Uh, he certainly found the line okay when he did get clear in the straight. Oh, you're not wrong. He got clear about the 250 there and he wound up beautifully from being about 17th of the, the 800. Did you get the sectional data on that particular race? Apparently he broke 33 for the last 600. He ran 32.94, but I didn't get the, the 100 and the 200 splits. Oh. Cox Plate, uh, is that the direction you're heading, obviously? Well... Just not quite sure still. Uh, Chris is mulling it over. There's, fortunately, there's quite a few options for us uh, with him. There's the um, there's the Cox Plate, obviously. Uh, there's the Golden Eagle, possibly. Um, haven't really given up on the King Charles yet. Just, just need to see what Chris will decide. There was, at, at, at one stage, we were thinking just going straight to the Cox Plate. But he's of the view that perhaps he does need a run and then the option whether he'd be sharp enough to run and win in a Golden Eagle that's sort of in the back of our heads at the moment so there's quite a few options, uh, we'll sort of make that decision um, uh, come next week except in times that he could go to the Golden Eagle he could go to that traditional Cox Plate part of the, I think it's called the Caulfield Stakes um, so things are up in the air at the moment Steve so we'll just let uh, the maestro, a.k.a. Chris Waller, work it all out. Of course, the Golden Eagles on the 4th of November, 1500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he was to go to the Golden Eagle, I'd suggest that he'd want to run before then, and that would probably be the King Charles. If we were going to go straight to the uh, Cox Plate, he may get away with not having a run, maybe just a trial. Although, as I said before, we could go to that Caulfield Stakes. King Charles is, of course, just to let everyone know, five million weight for age mile next weekend over a stay. Yeah, that's correct. And I think there's some sort of bonus attached to it if you if you run in the Everest. I'm not sure uh, about that, but I believe there's some sort of bonus if you run in the Everest. In the, in the can, Eagle, you mean, Neville? Yeah. No, no, into the, uh, into the King Charles. I oh. could be wrong there. I, look, you think it might be the Eagle, do you? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, yeah. not sure. No, no. I'll, I'll I think check it, it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd, be, I'd, I'd be happy to know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. So, so uh, as I said, they're, they're all the things that are going on at the moment, Steve, and we're just 
we've just got to sort of process all that. Uh, given now that he's proved that uh, he's come back well, um, so we've got those op- options available to us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you've been in racing a long time. Do you have any say in this? Like, do you say, oh, well, I'd love to go to the Cox Plate or you just totally leave it up to Chris to make these decisions? Oh, we have a discussion. But at the end of the day, mate, he's trained 151 Group 1 winners and I've trained none, so I'm not going to try and... That's why we get along so well. I don't help him train the horses so, or place the horses. And uh, he uh, pretty much comes up with the right options uh, most of the time, all the time, actually, so... So, yeah, no, I don't really put my foot down and say I want to do that. If I had a preference, if I had my own preference, that Golden Eagle, that $10 million Golden Eagle, uh, looks particularly inviting to me. But uh, as Chris has said, would he be sharp enough to to run it and to win it? Yeah, Chris has done it before with good horses, hasn't he? This back in trip into these big races. Well, we did it with uh, Colding. He he came back from the... um, he came back from the Epsom, uh, a very narrow win in the Epsom, uh, to win the Golden Eagle. So it's it's not a path that we haven't been down before. So, but I think Colling was probably more brilliant than Kavalika uh, at that stage of their careers. Um, but who knows? They're racehorses; they can't tell us. Of course, the Cox Plate's on the the twenty eighth of October, so the week before the Saturday before the Eagle. Yeah, yeah, I doubt he 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 wouldn't go to the Cox Plate and no. the Eagle. It no. would be uh, it'd be either or. Okay, so possibly we could see next weekend though. Wait and see in that King Charles. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, I'm 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 making plans to go down because we've got the Everest slot as well. Uh, I'm making plans to go down and thinking that he well could be in that race. Yes, and, uh, and he's really got it. That's a big step for him. You know, to take on horses like uh, Mr. Brightside and. I'm not sure where we go. The blood's going, uh, uh, but they're they're hard and really Group One weight for age stars. So to take them on is a bit of a step, but who knows? Yeah, and you've got to give them a start. Those sort of horses too in the run, haven't you? Probably if he <laughs> if he steps slowly, if he, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't get out of that habit, hopefully we can get over that. Cause that is. Uh, that's not a good thing. You know, yeah. you just can't be giving away those that, that sort of start at, 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 at the level that he's now going to find himself at. It is a great story, isn't it? We, I know we've told the story before, but New Zealand, he came from New Zealand, bloodstock sale, Caraca, 110,000. He was in book one. He was lot 205. I'm sure you remember yeah. it well. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's, I've said it before, he was, we bought three horses and he was the cheapest by far. You know, uh, The horse that was most expensive was a horse called Carita, who won in Brisbane, won a benchmark 58 or something a couple of weeks back in Brisbane. So, yeah, it's a funny old game, Steve. And, of course, it didn't. It wasn't all plain sailing during the winter, was it? He was a short-priced favourite to win the rough habit. You had to take the, the plan B option, go Doom and Cup into the derby, which he won easily. Yeah, well, we, we still don't know really what happened. He, he, he walked out of his box lane one morning, and uh, uh, Brett, or Lofty, at, uh, at Chris's stable... Um, just noted it, fortunately, uh, and there was a view that it was a chiropractic thing and it was a hoof thing. So, and uh, but he uh, he recovered uh, enough to let him go around the Durban Cup, which he which he ran a brilliant race around third uh, behind some seasoned old horses. So, yeah, no, it wasn't uh, it wasn't looking good for a while there. 
but he had an enormous campaign in Queensland with the Eagle and the uh, the Eagle Way and the Grand Prix in the summer, and then into those races in Brisbane, the the Queensland Guineas, which has been a very very good form race with horses like Colding and Private Eye coming out of. So uh, he won that, and then won the Derby uh, impressively. So yeah, that no, was a good year. Hopefully it can continue. Yeah. Well, that's a Kovalika by Ocean Park. Uh, by the way, where do we sit jockey-wise before we leave him? Well, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Um, like, there's there, there, there's no shortage of good jockeys. I think James McDonald's gone to Melbourne. He's, he'll be riding um, uh, the Hong Kong horse, Romantic Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe's in Brazil. Uh, obviously, uh, Nash is on the... Nash is, uh, would be an option for us. I think even Huey is coming down from Hong Kong to ride Espiona for us in the uh, in the, the Everest. Everest. So he'll yep. be there on Everest day. So once again, I don't get involved with those uh, those decisions. Chris has got a, any number of you know world class jockeys at his disposal. So. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get uh, one of the better ones. It's interesting watching Hong Kong at the moment. Uh, you'd be well aware Zach and Hugh are fighting this premiership out early in the season. Yeah. Zach rode a treble last night, so he's now he's got his nose in front now of Bowman. He rode one winner. Zach rode three last night. Yeah, he's hard to beat up there, Zach, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's actually coming yeah, down he is. as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look, I'm sure that. Uh, We'll have a world-class jockey on him wherever he goes. Yeah. Just with Espiona, of course, you mentioned there the, the Chris Wallace slot in the Everest, which I think you're involved, obviously, Peter Ty, Noel Greenalch yeah. and a few others. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you've obviously yeah, just well, talked to Denise Martin to lock this mare in. Well, we we had the option for Espiona for quite a while and uh, there was a view that maybe she wouldn't be sharp enough uh, over 1,200 against the, you know, the Group 1 sprinters. And then she ran really well in that uh, the race that uh, Central and Paris won. So she became a, on the option for uh, she became an option for us again. We were in the process of talking to a couple of uh, three-year-olds, uh, Cylinder being one of them. Uh, NCAP at one stage we had discussions with even Archo Nacho we had discussions with. Just couldn't get any deals out of the line, and really uh, at the same time we were we were talking to Denise. And uh, we've just reached a satisfactory agreement with her and uh, she'll run in our slot. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned this Archo Nacho. There's a couple of ratings experts all over this particular horse. Runs in Melbourne yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. He, some people say he's a superstar, but uh, he had exactly the same profile as, uh, as Giga did last year, uh, except he was, he'd was he actually been beaten. I think Giga Kick was unbeaten. So, um, yeah, he, he, and the... The form around him uh, is very, very good. You know, it's, it's a form line through cylinder and stoppable. And there's a few other three-year-olds in Melbourne that have finished behind him that have raced well. So he's an interesting horse. Uh, he's by a stallion called Sioux Nation, who I'd never heard of. I believe it's a Coolmore stallion. So, yeah, we, we, we did have a discussion with the connections there. Uh, but uh, they, uh, we hit brick wall. Okay. And just with NCAP, uh, we all thought he was going to the King George. Here he is on the weekend in this Tap Craig race where he's the Eve Money favourite, 1,400. Yeah, well, he's just improved with every run this campaign, hasn't he? So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah he, he, he was an option for us. And he, the the three-year-olds, I, I think this race will eventually become a, a, a three-year-old race. The, the, uh, 
it's just not all ready, you know. It, it, we had yes, 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 and one of us a three-year-old, obviously. Giggy kicked one of us a three-year-old, and other three-year-olds have gone well. Uh, so, um, so that that was our that was in our mindset when we were when all the really hardened Group One sprinters went. We thought, well, you know, we might just sit and wait for a three-year-old, but it, it didn't happen. But we're very, very happy with this. Yeah. Now, well, just back to Espiona, I jumped on the bandwagon like 90% of racegoers when she won that desirable stakes at Flemington by six and a half with a head on her chest yeah. and ran fast time in 2021. And then um, she was beaten a couple of times and a couple of below-par performances, but she's just got a mojo back. And I noticed the other day there was a characteristic, and Peter Tymo has spoken to you about it, um, that when she took off the other day, Winks, I don't know if you watched a lot of Winks' early runs in particular when she was winning, she used to just sometimes just roll in a little bit um, before she'd take off. And this mare did exactly the same the other day in Sydney before that gear kicked in. She just wanted to shift a bit of ground inwards and then took off. Well, well, uh, Steve, uh, when Winch was racing, I had a horse called Kermadec running behind him, and we were normally about five weeks behind, so that's where I was watching <laughs> when Winch was racing. So oh, I enough. didn't get <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the option <laughs> to see uh, those little characteristics. But, and Noel Greenhouse was crying because he could have gone to the auction with Peter and uh, been a shareholder. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. we're all good mates. Yeah, we, uh, we often give Peter plenty about yeah. of, of Winch. Yeah, look, that I oh, look, I, I can't. I, I didn't notice that characteristic, but uh, I know I know Chris is quite uh, happy happy with her, and he was keen to secure in the slot. So, look, it's a, it's a great race. It's going to be a great spectacle on the day, and uh, yeah, I think uh, we've got a ticket. We're, we've we've got a seat at the table. Yeah. So that slot that you bought, the Wallace slot, how long does that last for? Uh, we're into our second year. Second year. So is it one uh, more year? year? We might be in our third year. Third um, year. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. Look, is it a three-year uh, deal or something? You buy that slot. It was initially. It yep. was initially. So uh, what are we? This is it. This is the sixth. I think this this year is it. Uh, it's, it's gone to know. 20 Renzel won the first because I was at a wedding. I was on Vega Magic. <laughs> I'll just... She won the first two. She won the first. Oh, he won he the won first. Yeah. Then yes, yes, yes. One. Then Classic Legend. Then Nature Strip. So I think there's five. So I. I, I I've got a feeling we're getting close to the end of this one. Although they've just put up the prize money. I don't know whether we renewed our three years. Look, sorry, uh, Steve, I should, I should know this. No, that's okay. Though. Yeah, we've had six running. So Red's the first two. Yes, yes, yes. Classic legend, Nature Strip, Giga Kick last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, we're probably getting to the stage where we need to renegotiate. But we're, we're keen to keep... Uh, Keep the ownership group in that slot, so we'll uh, whatever it goes, we'll be uh, going along with it. There's a horse at Murray Bridge we should keep an eye on on the weekend in your colours, debutante for yeah. the Jollies, and her jump outs look pretty good. Um, it, well, the latest one was at Murray Bridge, Caravas. What do you think? Well, she um, she sort of is not the sort of horse that I normally buy. Uh, for me to be having a horse in the early two year old race is, uh, is is a bit strange, and she's a filly, so uh, but uh, um. Richard was very, very keen on her at the sale, and uh, uh, I agreed. Uh, just, you know, just, just so I, there might be, uh, I want to take a chance on that first season sale, Alabama Express. So, uh, but yeah, no, he's quite happy with her. It's only a very small field, so where she gets into the run in that race, and I think she's going to be pretty short. I think if the horse of Peter Moody's doesn't come over um, from from Melbourne, where he's also nominated. Uh, she's probably going to be very short, so I think it'll be a look on for me. Okay. 
that's Caravas on the weekend by Alabama Express. Look, yeah. th thanks, Neville. We just want to obviously follow Cobra Lika. So whatever you head to, whether it be the the Golden Eagle or the Cox Plate, we'll just wait and see. And then if he stays sound, he, he looks like he might be around for a while, which is great. Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. That uh, that's 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 the battle, isn't it? To try and keep these horses sound and and interested in racing, you know. So, will you go back to Caracas uh, again in the new year? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. We'll be back there. Yeah, we'll and why back not? Yeah, Caracas and the Magic Millions, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a it's a bit it's a cycle, Steve. It just goes around, yeah. and hopefully, uh, out of the ones we bought last year, there'll be. Uh, something pop up along the way. Yeah. It's very one, expensive. Have you named them all K names? Uh, no, not all of them. Uh, most of them, I think we have. Uh, much to David Devine, he doesn't, doesn't particularly like the K names. but uh, <laughs> Why not? I, You've had I, luck I with them. I saw Rank and say, well, that's it. <laughs> so, but he, he named a couple of years before. One, one that goes quite good, a horse called Carazana. Uh, he uh, he won impressively in Sydney a couple of weeks back, and uh, he's on a path towards probably the Carbon Club or something like that in Melbourne. But he's actually Karasana with a C, and David said, "There you go, I got you there." So, yeah. uh, and Kova League and is he, in Turkey, isn't it? A village or something? Uh, yeah, it's a little town in Turkey that we drove through on a on a trip there. So, yeah, uh, if you want to find a canine, you just look up a map of Turkey, and they, that seems to be a prevalent letter in their alphabet uh, yeah. or. So, yeah, there's a lot of Ks there. Yeah, and Kapakiri was beaten recently. Was he in a maiden somewhere? Kapakiri, yeah. He's by Kerbinek. Yeah. yeah. Chris, and I, Chris and I actually bred him. He's, he's from Turkey as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. In fact, in fact, it's interesting, Steve. I had a call from someone in the Turkish media wanting to interview me because all our horses came from uh, Turkish town names. And he thought I must have lived there or I must have had some connection with Turkey and uh, we got to the first sentence and he couldn't speak English or she couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Turkish. So the, they had the to stop the recording. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so I don't know where that, uh, that little uh, uh, interview went, but it didn't last very long. Yeah. I'm actually trying to find all these uh, tea t uh, towns in Turkey. Um, uh, yeah, there are is a heap of them. We've got. Uh, well, she was particularly she was particularly interested in the horse called Camel Passer. There was a little sprinter that we had that was a very good sprinter in in, in Adelaide and Melbourna, and apparently he was a he was as well as being a, the name of a town in Turkey. He was a he was a Turkish war hero back in the Ottoman 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 uh, times, and and she thought that there may have been some connection between me and Mr. Camel Passer or whoever. So. It was quite an interesting couple of days trying to sort of explain to her that I had no knowledge of Mr. Kemmel Passer at all. Yeah. There's so, one There's one called Tyre, would you believe it, in Turkey? No. Well, that's what it says, Tyre, and there's another one called T. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just T-E-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, we, we've been to Turkey once or twice, but as I said, uh, there's a town called Kusadashi. Uh, which is uh, which is very famous tourist town in Turkey, and uh, he Kusadashi uh, won a South Australian Derby for us. He did indeed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now interesting times, Steve. Yeah. I think if I could afford to buy a racehorse, I might name it. Start doing what you're doing to see if I can have the same <laughs> sort of luck. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There's there's been a few slow ones. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Starting with K, but uh, yeah. anyway, it's all good fun, Steve. Yeah. Like a guy Molcaster start yanking on his arm at Cracker saying, "Can you help me out as well?" <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Neville. Yeah.
Okay. Yeah, Neville Morgan. Great, terrific story, isn't it? Um, but there you go. Uh, some news regarding uh, Kovalika, who, yeah, his Epson run was just uh, superb, wasn't it? There's a $10 chance uh, back here. Uh, as Neville said, he wasn't the cleanest out back, and they, they, a lot of few horses were going keen. There's all that mixing early, and when the pace slowed up, and and then eventually Joe had to weave the needle, thread the needle in the straight. Eventually, probably got clear about 250 and rocketed. And when you think, as I said, Redina had 50 in the box seat and Golden Mile led. It's a very one of the very few to come from back and feature uh, in the race. And we talked about the inevitable, and he was he was outstanding. And so was this horse, Kovalika, and a few others in that big mile. As I said, it's a race you have to watch over and over, and to spot the runs.